Welcome to episode number 114 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media and presented to you by good friends over at SeatGeek. And today, taking a seat with us from Denver, Colorado, he is the ace of the San Francisco Giants. Logan Webb, it's good to see you, my man. How are you? It's good to see you, too. I'm good. I'm good. How was, the, uh, how was the coffee run this morning? Good? That's a good coffee town. It is a good talk, coffee town. You know where I went? No Starbucks. idea. Seriously? Come on, man. If you're on the road, you got to go hunt. It's the closest one. It's the closest one. Tomorrow, I'll go get a better one. Tomorrow, I'll go get a better one. Is tomorrow your pitch day? Yeah, yeah, but I'll have time in the morning. I actually got to go. I forget the places last year, but Gosman last year showed me around the city a little bit. We went to like three different coffee houses. It was was cool. Yeah, for people that don't know, this is Gosman's hometown. Of course, you know, he he flew the coop for nine figures and went to Toronto for some silly reason. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What else did he show? Because Denver's a cool little stop, man. Uh, so there's that uh, the train station down mm-hmm. by the field. Um, that whole little area um, kind of walked through there. Like there's this like little like alleyway. I'm not sure. I'm bad with name. I, I, I couldn't tell you the name of it, but like there's this little alleyway and it has like restaurants on each side. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, you guys have a pretty I got to tell you, the NL West. I think it's that might bad. be the. Yeah, I think that might be the best division in terms of cities, right? You get to yeah. go Denver, L.A., San Diego, Phoenix. Everything's a tight um, flight, which is nice. There's no, like, yeah. three-hour flight to a to a city. And then you get some cool places to hang out in. Do you have a favorite on the road? Uh, I would probably say they're all great. Uh, I love going to Arizona just because that's where my house is, so I get mm-hmm. to stay at home during that time. Okay. But- <clears throat> San Diego is pretty cool. Um, that's a cool city. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest son is living there now. And I was like, you know, he's 21. So I was like, he's having a good time. I was like, do it right, bro. Yeah. Just do it right. It ain't a bad city. Um, so I know that, uh, that you're a good hitting pitcher. We don't hit anymore. But did you want to race to the bat rack on Sunday night when Albert Pujols was on the mound? Yeah, I told them. I told them in the dugout. I'm like, give me a bat. Let's get out there. Um, no, it's, I, I did tell all of them that, but they were they all shut me down very, very quickly. It's well, unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate. You know, I, it's, I loved hitting. It was fun. Uh, but I also understand why you, you, you don't have the pitcher's hit. So I know nobody likes to get blown out, but it was good that you guys were laughing and kind of enjoying the moment. Yeah. Um, was it cool to see a future Hall of Famer and one of the greatest batsmen that we have ever seen get out on the mound just as a baseball fan? It was awesome. Um, and I know like a couple of the guys were like, man, do we just go up there and statue it just so they can hear like hear the crowd roar? Like I know Longo was saying like if I, if there's two outs, like I'm just going to statue and let it like just let it go. Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool to see that like. Obviously, hate getting, um, you know, blown out like that. But um, there's some cool little moments during that game. Like, one of our guys throwing Luis Gonzalez through, and then then he goes down to hit a home run against Albert Pujols. Like, I know that was, like, really special to him. Longo wow. got the first base hit, so he's having uh, Albert sign it for him. Like, it's, it, was, it, was a, it was a cool day. Yeah, Besides but- that, ass-whooping. <laughs> Gonzalez kind of uh, stole your thunder a little bit because I thought you were going to maybe be the last National League pitcher to ever hit a home run. 
So do we count him as a pitcher because he was technically a pitcher when he hit the home run or no? Uh, I got a lot of every, everybody was kind of giving me shit about that after, <laughs> um, you know, saying Gonzo stole your thunder, but no, it's, uh, I think Will Myers did it earlier this year. Oh, he might have. I think Will Myers did it against us. He came in and was pitching, I think, the next inning. He hit a home run. I, I could be wrong. I don't. He might have hit the homer before he was the pitcher, uh, before he went in to pitch. But, uh, but no, it's, I, it's, it's cool. It's whatever. <laughs> I, no, no, no. See, I think we're going to stop this right now. Your job is pitcher. Like yeah. when they ask Luis Gonzalez, what position do you play? He does not say, I am a pitcher. When Albert Pujols, what position do you play? He's not going to say he's a pitcher. You are a pitcher. You've got to hold on to something in the history of baseball. We are making the stand today on the Rose rotation. Do you understand? Uh, well, we could say, we could say, I'm the last starting pitcher, traditional pitcher to hit on. And here it is, by the way. This was the last day of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, game 162. Dude, when you when you hit it, were you like, "Holy shit, this thing's going out"? I actually started running because I hit a ball earlier in the year, and I thought I got it. It was bases loaded, hit the top of the wall, bounced back in. So like, I thought I got that one. So I hit this one. And I'm like, I never know. So I started running, and then I slowed down. I was like, "Okay, that's cool." Hit my the first baseman's the or the first base coach's hand so hard that my thumb guard came off. Like it was a yeah, it was my jog was pretty bad though. It was a pretty bad jog. I just looked stiff, very stiff. Yeah. It um you look like uh you're the 60 and over crew going on a power walk around the block. Yes, yes, it does. That's exactly what it looks like. And and your helmet. I mean, this isn't the first. You're actually a decent hitter. That's not the first time you're wearing a helmet, but you look like the little leaguer who grabbed the wrong size helmet. What happened here? So I tried going a size lower. And it was too small. So it was like on the top of my head. So we were trying to like put pads in there and it just, it wasn't working. Uh, so every time I swing my helmet would be like this. It was just, <laughs> it was tough. I, I guess I just got a weird, like, shaped head, so the helmet just didn't fit. Both of them, like, both sizes. Like, I was, I, it's, one was too small, one was way too big. Oh, man. I feel like this is Goldilocks and the Three Bears. We can't find a bed that is just right for you. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Hey, we know that trading cards have made a huge rebound globally. And Greg Moore's cards, it is the number one trusted sports card seller on the entire planet. In fact, they sell over 80,000 sports cards every month. That's basically 2,000 a day exclusively on eBay. In fact, in 2021, over a million cards were sold. Now, GMC is known for selling vintage cards, but they also have modern cards. All of today's superstars are there. Shohei, Trout. Judge, Harper, Soto, plus all the hot young players, you know, Spencer Torkelson, who, of course, made his debut with the Tigers, Bobby Witt Jr. of the uh, Kansas City Royals, Jordan Alvarez, who I think is going to be in the MVP discussion at some point. On top of everything else, when you order up, you get free combined shipping when you order two or more cards. So why in the world do people trust GMC for buying cards? Greg Morris and his team, they hand grade every card they sell. 
buyers have been trusting Greg's grades for years. So if Greg says the card is mint, you know what? It is mint. Go to gregmorescards.com to see their entire inventory. Also follow GMC on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter to see their exclusive content and deals. And this month only, when you check out, send them a message through eBay saying you heard about GMC through John Boy Media and you'll get five bucks off your order of $50 or more. So we want you to get great cards in your inventory and save dollars as well. It is that simple. All right, for people that don't know your story, you grew up in Northern California. You were not a Giants fan, though, correct? I was not. So that leaves the A's, right? Yes. Okay, so how do we become it? Is, is this a web family tradition, or did you, like, re, refute everybody else in the family and go in opposite direction? It was my, uh, it's like my dad and uncle were A's fans, so I kind of just followed them. Um, grandparents have always been Niners, Giants, Warriors. Um, and then because of my dad, unfortunately, I was A's, Raiders. Not unfortunately, Raiders mainly, unfortunately, but Raiders, Kings, uh, A's. Sacramento Kings? Yes. There, I'm talking to a Sacramento Kings fan. Yes, you are. There's there's not many of us. Like, how how big, like, are you like, okay, well, I'll watch them occasionally. Are you, like, into it? No, I'm into it. Really? Yeah. So how old are you? 20 what? 25. Oh, so you do you, you don't even remember the series against the Lakers, do you? Uh, I was six years old. I remember uh, crying my eyes out. I remember that. So that year, I think it was the same year. I could be wrong on the years, but pretty sure there was that year. That was the tuck rule year. Yes. And then Maybe. I don't remember. I don't know if, if anything bad happened to the A's, but it was just a tough year as a uh, young fan of those teams. Oh, so you were watching the Tuck Rule? I think that was a, the Saturday night game, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, you're a little kid. You're probably six or seven because that, that's the 2001 season. Yep. And uh, oh, that must have been soul crushing. It was. There was so that they actually played on ESPN the other day, the 30 for 30. <clears throat> and uh, we have a lot of Patriots fans on this team. <sighs> and they all texted me like, hey, turn on ESPN. You watching ESPN right now? I'm like, I'm not <laughs> watching ESPN right now. But I've seen it. That's actually a really cool 30 for 30. Like, that it is sit good. down and joke around. And, you know, it's Tom Brady did his, like, TikTok video thinking, saying he's, he's a fumble. Dang, that sucks. Who's... Who's the annoying Patriots fans on the team? I always love hearing about these front runners. Um, there's a couple. Um, the main one is Dave Greshner, head trainer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is. He beat me in the fantasy football championship this year, too. So I hear about that. Anytime a new guy comes into town, like, uh, like he had uh, Dwayne Kuyper or, or um, John Miller. Uh, Javi Lopez yesterday, he tells them, hey, go ask Webby who won in the fantasy football championship. <laughs> so they come up to me and ask, hey, come on, Grash. <laughs> so he gives me a little shit for that. Uh, then we got Yastrzemski is a Patriots fan. Uh, Dom Leon, Patriots fan. Uh, there's a couple more, I believe. Well, Yastrzemski, I get it. I mean, yeah. 
I mean that that one I understand is Dom from up there or is he just a picking it? Yeah, he's from he's from that area. Oh, Got Alex it. Cobb, he's a Patriots fan. Well, he says he's a Tom Brady fan, so he's he's from that area. So now he's a Buccaneers fan. So typical Patriots fans, you know. Oh, so he's just moving around wherever Brady goes, right? I, yeah, yes. I, I guess that's. I guess you can do that. All right. So um, with the Raiders, because some people. This is a tough one, right? Because they leave town, which kind of sucks, kind of breaks your heart. But you have followed them to Las Vegas. I have, yes. Huh. That's interesting. I can't can't switch now. I've I've gone through so much pain already. Like, it's you can't just switch. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, like, I don't begrudge people either direction. Some people are like, no, no, you're not leaving my hometown. But then there's other people who are like, well, they're still the Raiders. So... So are are you like, have you gotten into the black hole and did did you ever do the whole thing? No, I never did that. Um, I, we used to go to a bunch of games So we'd set up, it was a couple of times we did like a family, like we'd get a suite or we'd go up top and hang out with the, the crazies up there. But it was, it was, it was always fun. I love that, that atmosphere. I don't know why. Um, it's just, it's fun to be around guys tailgating, uh, you know, the Ray, I love that. I would hate to be an opposing um, fan in that place, but mm-hmm. it was always so much fun um, to go to those games. And I'm sure it's like that in Vegas now. Just I hate seeing the Vegas games with like other teams' fans are now kind of – there's more of them than there were in Oakland just because it's – and I get that because, you know, your team goes to Vegas. Might as we're well. going with them. We're exactly. going with That's them. It's probably the only place they go with them, and it's uh, – no one was going to Oakland um, to, to watch a game in the Coliseum. So I get that. That kind of sucks, that that part of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's the black hole. It's probably very similar. Um, I know they got clubs down there now, too. I see oh, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, it's re- it is truly Vegas. I showed you those pictures of it. I took my family on a tour of the stadium last year yeah. when I was there um, in the offseason, and it's – they did a nice job with it. There's no question about it. But old, the old stadium in Oakland, I took my family to Charles Woodson's last game. It was on NFL Network. So we were up there. We went to the game. And my youngest son, who's like probably at the time, what it was he? 10, maybe? He looks at me and he goes, Dad, what's that smell? I'm like, nothing. I turned to my <laughs> wife. I said, I think it's time for us to go. I think it's time. It's probably for- the same smell you get here in Denver. Yeah. You get that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so that was always interesting. Yeah, that was the uh, game he went because he would always do this, right? He'd go like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was his last home game as a Raider. So it was, it was kind of cool being there. That was yeah. interesting. So were you crushed last year when the, your season ended on the Cincinnati goal line with the Derek Carr in, interception? Yeah, that was, that was tough. It's always tough, but it was cool to see them. It was like, it's weird because as a Raiders fan, you want to make the playoffs every year, right? And we never – we hadn't made the playoffs in a long time. I think 2016, and then before that, it was a long time. Right. But it was also like we probably shouldn't have been there with all the stuff that happened last year. So it was like cool. Saying Crazy like, finish, hey, We yeah. shouldn't have been here. It was a good season. Like, let's go build on it. Uh, you know, I was kind of rooting to get a new coach just because – I don't know why. Uh, I just – 
I just wanted to kind of get rid of that. The dude, I the, thought Basaccia did a great job last year. He did taking fantastic. over. And I, it, I'm not saying he didn't do a great job. He did awesome. Um, but I just kind of wanted to get past like the the Mayock uh, Gruden kind of era. So clean it out. Ready for a new new thing. And we've got you know a lot of guys coming back and. You know, there's a lot of they had a lot of additions this year. Obviously, Devontae Adams, the main one, but like seeing all those guys, I'm excited for the year. Well, you you better get down to a game. I mean, holy smokes, those eight, those six games they play in the division are going to be awesome. You better go pick one. Yeah, we've we've been uh, me and so Tyler Rogers is a Broncos fan. Oh, so we're trying to, but I think they play. In Vegas, the first one. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna come actually here because I want to go to a game here. I heard it's awesome here. Oh I'm yeah. Go to a Raiders game here, and then uh, I've been talking to Craw, but he's a huge Niners fan. Talking about going on New Year's Day um, for that game. That would be fun. That would be awesome. Maybe get Longo down there for to go to Vegas. It would be a that'd be a good time. Yeah. So let's see here. Yeah, you play the Broncos. You guys are still in season, although maybe if well. Rodgers is always needed. If it wasn't your pitch day, maybe ask out. But at Denver, uh, right near Thanksgiving, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot. Oh, man. A lot of interesting games this year for the Raiders on their schedule. It's juicy. They play. Did they end at home, right, against the Chiefs? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Their last two. How's this for a last? Holy shit. Okay. Your last six weeks. You're home against the Chargers, at the Rams, home against the Patriots, at the Steelers, home against the Niners and Chiefs. How's that? It's a tough one. Go suck on that for a while. All right, the weather is heating up. We are getting ready for summer, but still you want to look great. You want to feel good. And so I got one place for you. American Giant. It's got the best T-shirts around. And you're thinking, that T-shirt? This is the center of the universe when it comes to style, right? This is the first thing everybody is tuning in to check out on your body. So they've got great things. They've got the V-neck. They've got the regular relaxed fit. They've got the normal customary fit, kind of what I'm wearing today. But with the T-shirt, it's so versatile, right? You can just wear it if you're going to a house party, if you're going to go have a barbecue, but I could also wear this in LA at some sort of upscale place because they're not going to look at me and they're going to say, dude, you're just wearing a t-shirt. No, no, no. I'm wearing a classy t-shirt. So you want to kind of level up your game. On top of that, it's made with the best cotton. It's not going to be one of those things that you throw in the washing machine or the dryer afterward and you look at it after one wear and you're like, that is not what I bought. So the thing is going to keep its wear. It's going to still look good. And of course, for me, I'm a true T-shirt guy. I basically wear a T-shirt wherever I go. So if I'm going to my kid's baseball game, I'm wearing a T-shirt. If I'm going out to dinner with Michelle, I'm wearing a T-shirt. And when she heard that actually American Giant is part of our program, she was like, dude, what's going on with the Rose rotation? You are really stepping up your game. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to shop premium tees that inspire you right now throughout the summer and for years to come. In fact, you're going to get 20% off your first order when you use the promo code ROSE at American-Giant.com. That's 20% off when you use the code word ROSE at American-Giant.com. You know what? Take a picture of how good you look in your American Giant tee and send us and tag us at ROSE Rotation on Twitter as well.
Can we talk about maybe the most controversial thing going on in the Giants clubhouse right now? What's that? I'm going to let your manager explain. This is Gabe Kapler, for those of you listening, audio only. If you have a full beard, do you also have a mustache? No. No. Okay, so here's my counter to that. If you go to the barber shop and you have a full beard, the barber may say, would you like me to leave your mustache a little bit longer? Doesn't that mean that you have a mustache? No. You have a lot of players who, who wear full beards. In my opinion, they are participating in Mustache May. What do we think? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think a mustache is a mustache. Like, just, just a mustache. Uh, I get what he's saying. And I think Kurt's going for that. I, I don't know what he's doing. He's kind of leaving the beard. and Yeah, kind we're of talking about Kurt Casale. If you haven't seen it, it's got the beard, but the mustache is so prevalent. Yes. It, it looks like... So uh, what are you doing with it? Like, shave the, shave the sides. And what did he say? He's... What a guy. Uh, I'll just... I think Slater was giving him some, some slack yesterday for it. Uh, all the guys give him slack for it. Uh, Yaz, especially those two Vandy guys. He just says, whatever, I don't care. He just jokes around about it. No, he's, uh, I think Slater, I think Slater probably has probably the best one, I would say. God, he looks, uh, I don't know what I'm to talking make him most. Look. Like when you see it right, you like, you, you get it close to it. You're like, okay, that's, that's not bad. Um, on TV, maybe not. Yaz is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. My favorites was uh, was Dubon. Fortunately, he just got traded, but because it was like tiny, <laughs> <laughs> it was like somebody took the so proud of it. Like, like yes. somebody took the thin little sharpie, the mini yeah, sharpie. He did last year. Last year when we did mustache, man, he, he did draw a little sharpie on it. No, me. he didn't. I swear. Oh, that's prime. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Yastrzemski's got a pretty good one. Yeah, guys. Yeah, he's got it. But uh, listen, I love Gabe. I love a lot of what he stands for. I am. I can't get in this boat and row with him on it. I'm very disappointed because now I've got, you know, I told my wife after the draft, you know, draft, I would grow back my beard. So here we go. I people will come up and say, oh, I like your beard. They don't say I like your mustache. Exactly. And beard. They say, I like your beard. That's what they say. So it's a mustache is a mustache, right? And it has to be just the mustache. Yeah. You've got kind of a glare going. So do you have a mustache going? It's or not great. Get... It's not great, but I'm it's trying. okay. It's doable. What does the wife think about it? She hates it. Mm. She hates it, but didn't you just get married? Yeah. Yeah. What do you dude? Let's clean it up, man. You can't be arguing about facial hair this early in the <laughs> she journey. She asked me yesterday. She because I, I had I did have a little beard going out and shaved the beard. And she goes, What do you why haven't you shaved your thing? I'm like, Well, do you like my mustache? She was like, No, but you're in mustache May, so you gotta do it. Okay. Well so she good. gets it. She yeah. gets it. But is it like come June first? What oh, yeah, will you gone. look? Oh, so. I, yeah, it's gone. Some guys will keep it, I bet. Yeah. I think one of our one of our coaches said his wife like his mustache a little more. Mm. Which yeah. was interesting, you know. 
It's not a well, bad mustache. JP Martinez, one of our pitching coaches. That's yes. Mm-hmm. Not a bad, not a bad mustache either. Okay. Well, I mean, this is really it. Um, I mean, I've been married. It'll be 25 years in the fall. If Michelle's like, yeah, I'm digging the beard. I mean, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I'll do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, I'm in. Cause after 25 years, it's kind of like you're living in the same house, but you're kind of staying in same, different rooms yeah. and stuff like, so whatever can get uh, the old man a little closer. To things, <laughs> we're good. Uh, I want to, I want to backtrack here uh, on the football talk. I went and scoured YouTube a little bit. Somebody on this podcast could throw it back in the day. Somebody could throw it. Dude, first of all, you look like a giant out there, and you're not like the biggest. You're good size. You're 6'1", but you look like a giant out here. We didn't have the biggest team. We weren't the biggest team. I was I was as tall or taller than most of the guys. Uh-huh. Uh, look, look at your arm, though, man. Like, this is like – I could have seen you playing at, like, the University of Nevada and just airing it out there. Man, that was – I tried. I didn't have I didn't have many offers from many schools. Uh, I love football though. That was that was a blast. And I miss throwing the football. Ever since I got Tommy John, I can't throw it as well anymore. I don't know why. Um, and that's unfortunate because I love tossing um, you know the pick skin around, but I miss it. I miss the there's there's nothing that beats like the fried like the that feeling you get before a football game. It was it was so much fun. Uh, I don't know. Were you one of those animals that used to like beat your head against the wall before you started? Like he's no. even Brady in the younger part of his career. Go look at the uh, before the, they played the Rams in Super Bowl 36. He's in the tunnel. And my buddy Willie McGinnis, he's like headbanging all the linemen. This is a starting quarterback at the Super Bowl. And he's going nuts. And there's a shot of Willie pulling him aside, putting him up against the wall. It's like, bro. We need you to get your shit together. Like, stop being the maniac. You're not one of these meatheads over here. Like, Doesn't you're he the still guy. Do that a little bit. He still. Does... I mean, he still fires himself. Out. He, you know, he runs all the way down without his helmet, so everybody can see how pretty he is and yeah. how different he looks now than when he got drafted 22 years ago. Because it's ridiculous. He is the Benjamin Button of this world. He just he keeps getting better looking. But yeah, he does that stuff and he gets fired up. But were you one of those guys? Um. Yeah, I mean, I would get fired up. I, I wouldn't like headbutt guys. That wasn't that wasn't my thing. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like, I was talking to, I got to talk to uh, Najee Harris came and uh, to one of the Giants games. I was talking to him before, and obviously, way different. You know, NFL, fo- high school football. But I was like, after that first hit, like, I loved getting that first hit out of the way, like getting hit, uh, and he was just like, dude, it's the same thing. Like that first hit just kind of like locks you back in. And I think, uh, you know, maybe Tom was trying to do it before the game, like get that first hit in before the game. So then he doesn't have to do that. Dude, when you hang around football players, you miss it though. I can tell like, Oh yeah. It happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you ever watched an NFL game from the sidelines? No, Hmm. I would love to, I'm going to try to this year. Um, I've talked to a couple, like, Najee said he would he would have me come out for a game. I know Max Crosby actually said I could I could come out for a game. So mm. I know he's I think he's coming out to a, one of the baseball games, one of the Giants games in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to to see him and talk to him. But um, 
Yes, that's the jersey. That's the go-to jersey on Sundays is the Max Crosby. Oh, I love it. See, I love this. So you wear another yeah. pro athlete's jersey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have like a closet full of them? Uh, I. <laughs> it's funny. I had, um, so, I don't know, six years ago now, seven years ago, got a Cleo Mac jersey. Was traded that next um, offseason. Mm-hmm. Then. I got a, uh, or the year before that, Amari Cooper. had an Amari Cooper jersey. Okay. Got traded. Um, and looking at it now, probably should not, but got an Antonio Brown jersey. Oh, my God. Yes, I was excited. You know, there's excitement. There, We hadn't had, you know, a wide receiver like that since Randy Moss. It worked out so well for us as well. Um, you would be, have been better off getting an Antonio Brown helmet since he couldn't seemingly find one he liked out there. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are you then, doing, so dude? Then, I know. I know. And then I got a Crosby one. I'm like, man, I really hope this guy's here longer than his four years. I got him his rookie year. I'm like, okay, at least I'll have this for four years. And then, you know, but then he signed his, obviously signed his extension. So I'm excited. I'll get to wear that for much longer now. And then for the Kings, my, I went to a game. They had me, uh, you know, go on their pregame show. And I went down. I got a Jason Williams jersey, old school Jason Williams jersey. A little white chocolate but, there. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get my brother something. Got him a Tyrese Halliburton jersey. Traded. <laughs> like two weeks later. You know what? You got to go up to Sabonis and say, listen, you owe me a jersey. He's going to be like, what? <laughs> like, listen, I bought this Halliburton jersey. You got traded for him, so let's go. That's that's incredible. Holy, and I love Sabonis, by the way. I'm a huge Sabonis fan. Yeah, he's good. They um, just I, I did. Uh, that was a tough one because I liked the the energy that Halliburton brought. He just was mm-hmm. seemed like he's always having fun out there, and um, you know, there's there hasn't been a lot of fun in Sacramento basketball for a long time, and he kind of brought that. And uh, but I am like you said. Sabonis is amazing. Um, it's incredible that he can do that at that size. Uh, he's one of very few that can. So I'm excited about that. And you know, hopefully tonight get lucky with a maybe a oh. top two pick, top three pick. I don't know. Uh, but it's the Kings. And I, I, do, I don't think we deserve a top two pick because last time we did, um, we Bagley. didn't take – that top five of that draft, so there were four guys. Or yeah, let's say the next three after we our pick. It was Luca, Jaron Jackson, who is and Trey amazing. Young, and Trey Young. Yep. And you took so Marvin maybe Bagley. we should just like we don't deserve a pick for like the next five years. You know what? I'm going to give you a hell lot of credit. First of all, this is the most the Sacramento Kings have been discussed on any sort of podcast, including an NBA podcast. So. There you go. Kudos to you. Maybe we'll take free tickets. Uh, and the fact that you are so passionate about them, I admire you. But I could say that being from Cleveland, because I mean, my teams were dog shit forever. I didn't see if I didn't see a championship until 2016. So I was 45 years old. You know, I got my kids are at that point. What Josh was uh, 15 and Brady was 10. And I was like, I sat him down. I was like, be thankful. Yeah, you're lucky. Be thankful today. Please. Yep. Man, but also with the fact that you could have gone 
Niners and Warriors and Giants. My dad ruined me. Okay. It's what we do. <laughs> it's funny because the there's there's been a couple times. So I'm better now, but I used to get very upset, like watching Raiders games. Very upset. <laughs> and every time my dad would just look at me and go, I'm sorry. He would just apologize every time and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because it's just, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I've gotten to the point now where I don't get upset about it. I do. It's more the Kings now. Because, like, every year there's, like, this little bit of hope. Like, more than half the teams make the, at least the play-in or playoffs. And it's right. like, we can do it. We can, there's got to be a way that we can make that, like, and then it's like, oh, it's just gut-wrenching. Oh, man. Baseball fans, slide into stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn small bet into a big payday during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot and an even bigger payout. Or just do Logan Webb plus five strikeouts and a win. You'll, you'll win money every time. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSE, bet just $5, and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That's promo code ROSE at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Now back to the show. All right. I do want to talk a little baseball with you. I want to start with your uh, your debut, uh, your professional debut. I believe it was out in Arizona, right? Yes. Okay. And you must have had a ton of people there because your family's going nuts. Uh, did you have any idea? Like, were you able? Look at this. Look at the Logan Webb fan club. It's like an entire section, which I love. The signs are there. People are going crazy. Did you know where they were sitting? Were you cognizant of that? I was because they were louder than anybody there. Um, so I saw that. So it was that was awesome. And then before the game, I was warming up, and uh, uh, Stephen Vote was my catcher that day, oh, and he comes out, and oh, he is the best. One of my all-time favorite human beings and he's like i want you to go out there 10 minutes early and just like look out at the like look out at the stuff and take it all in and i did that and like a minute into it all of a sudden Logan, Logan, everyone behind me my whole family section they're all just yelling at me and i'm like man i didn't really get it <laughs> to spend that 10 minutes uh you know taking it all in but it was uh, special when you have family there and friends there. I think I left, I don't know, 50, 60 tickets that game. And um, it was cool because the Giants covered um, that one and they flew my family out, um, probably like 10 family members out. So that was really cool. That's classy, dude. Yeah. I haven't heard that a lot. That yeah, was awesome. That's really nice. I, I want to share with you because I'm buddies with Steven. I sent him a text last year in October. So must have been after your game one against the Dodgers. I said, 
you know, all is well, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, did I read that you caught Logan Webb's big league debut? I did. Yes, in Arizona. It was a fun day. I said, yeah, he looks gross. He goes, he is disgusting. He had great stuff. Now he knows how to pitch. It's not fair. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude, from a veteran yeah. catcher who's caught some good guys. Yeah, he's a, he's awesome. He helped me out a lot that year because, you know, you think you you have a routine going into the, you know, you get called up. You're like, yeah, I've done this routine for, at that point, four or five years now. And, and it was a shit routine, like <laughs> pregame routine in between. And he's like, there was one game in St. Louis. Um, I decided to eat some. I was pitching a day. It was an early day game the next day. So I went home early. Decided to eat some sushi that night in St. Louis. And uh, it didn't sit well with me. Next day, same thing. Just I couldn't sleep that night. Just it was it was a tough morning. <laughs> tough morning. Anytime I eat or drink anything, you know what I'm talking about. And it was just it was bad. And um, I get out there. I start playing catch as the anthem is going. And I'm like, man, this is bad. Like, so I'm trying to go through my routine super fast and. I walk in as the they had to like stop the game and I felt bad because they had to stop the first pitch of the game because I was walking in and all the guys were laughing at me like, no, Webb, you idiot, this and that. And I'm like, man, these guys should not be laughing right now. <laughs> this is not going to go well. And I gave up, I think he gave eight runs and two and a third. And it was bad, tough, terrible outing. And that's when voter sat me down and he's like, all right, I'm going to sit down with you. We're going to do this. We're going to sit. He goes, we're going to set times up for, you know, daisy pitch, bullpen days, stuff like that, so that you have enough time just in case something like that happens. Um, and, like, ever since then, like, I, I start my routine at a, at a certain time. And sometimes, like, sometimes I'm sitting there for 10 minutes, like, waiting, like, waiting, waiting. But it just gives me time for, like, little things like that to happen. And I couldn't be more thankful for Voter to, to do that for me. It's leadership, man. Yeah. He's going to be a great manager one day. Sure as hell is. Sure as hell. I had him in this podcast a year ago, and I asked him. I said, he was still playing, and it was down in it. He was with Arizona. And they weren't doing well. I said, what if – I don't want anybody to lose their job, but what if somebody lost their job today, and they wanted you to be the manager today? And he stopped, and he, I could see him thinking about it. He's like, I can't do it. I was like, why? He said, I'm having too much fun with the boys, Rosie. Yeah. It's like I love being a major. I asked player. him. I asked him this off season about it. Uh, grew up at and at Crawford. He did his ten uh, year vow renewal uh, up in Hawaii, so we went for that, and he was there. You know, we were having some cocktails and talking. And I'm like, so when are you when are you gonna be a manager? He's like, man, I want to keep, I want to keep playing. He didn't want to end last year with his um, the injury that he had, and he was like, man, I just want to keep having fun doing it. He's like, like he said the exact same thing. He's like, I'm having too much fun right now. And I'm happy because I think happy everybody, happy. everybody knows he's going to be a manager. One. Hell yes. Everybody knows. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's still a very, very good player. So um, I get that, but like, I'm excited for him also to, you know, also be a manager one day. Cause I know he's going to do absolutely fantastic with that. Hey, I got a couple more things for you and I'll let you go wander your way around Kevin Gossman's hometown. Um, 
you were amazing in the playoffs last year in your games against the Dodgers. Did you have a feeling in games one and five when you pitched your ass off, like there's nobody on the planet better than me? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, I think you kind of have to have that all the time. Like every time you go out and pitch, um, I have a, I have a good, I'm lucky enough to have a good group of veteran guys that have won multiple world series and especially the guy behind the plate for me that day. Uh, both, both of those, I had him one six game, one sixty two that we had to win game one and game five. And, um, he's the best at seeing it early. Like, Hey, if like in the bullpen, I'm kind of rushing some stuff and he'll, he'll literally come out and talk to you. I've never had a catcher in the middle of a warm up before a game, come out and talk to me. And I think he did it all three games. Cause I was like a little bit, you know, nerves, you know, you get some nerves and you might be rushing a little bit. He came out all three times and he's, uh, he just has this like calming presence to him. And that was cool to have. Like I was lucky to have that, but it's seeing that and being able to do that with him now helps me like know what I need to do for, you know, hopefully when that situation comes up again. And that's really cool. Um, to answer your question. Yes. I did feel like, you know, unstoppable, but I, but it's because I had guys like that. They're like, I busted behind the plate. I got Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Brandon Belt. Like those guys are true professionals and um, guys that have done it and been to the World Series and won World Series. And those guys make it a little bit easier. That's Captain Belt to you. Yes. I could not believe rode in on a freaking boat. I know. I know. But did you guys give him shit or were you like, were you like a little applause for him? No, you got to give him applause for that. You know, nobody else could do that. Um, <laughs> nobody else could do that. He's great. He's like sneaky funny. Like, he's quiet, quiet, quiet. Then he'll give a joke and it's like, it's the funniest joke. Of, he's just hilarious all the time. And, the, sk- uh, the skit has taken on a life of its own. When they, the, one, the, sh- the one shot where he's in front of the plane and where everybody's giving the salute. Yeah. that's all him too it's all him this is his idea and he loves it like he he eats it up how often does he bust that stuff out every day no he doesn't every yeah. day he's wearing the captain's gear no 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 oh no 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 not the, not the captain's gear i'm talking to calling himself captain or he'll call himself daddy or just all that he's he's great He's come a long way because the first time we interviewed him on intentional talk, it was early in his career. And we're like, you know, we knew, we knew he was going to be a good player and we wanted to kind of get in on the grassroots level with him and everything. Everybody was like, dude, he's like a baby giraffe. Like he can't, his limbs are all over the place. Like he doesn't, he can't answer questions because his brain isn't quite fully functional. You know, it's not like fully developed yet. And now he's become the like the supreme jokester with this odd persona of Captain Belt. Yep. Every time he every time he hits a home run or he scores a run, and he'll he'll come in. And the, and Daddy will get started. He'll tell everybody, Daddy will get it started. He does the captain. 
Daddy will get it started. It's fantastic. Like, like I said, he's the only one who could do it though. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Very funny. Um, I want to end with this and then we'll do the wheel of moderately interesting things. So I did not get on the giants bandwagon last year. Like after a, a month, I was like, God, cute story. After two months, I was like, man, Farhan's loving this. He's going to be able to trade all these old guys at their peak value. And then it like got to the all-star game and then it got to the trade deadline and add Chris Bryan. And all of a sudden they went 107 games. I was like, holy shit. I've never been more off on a team than this squad. I was like maybe 80 wins and you end up winning 107. And then this year, I I still can't say, I look at the Dodgers and I'm like, I look at the Padres staff and if Tatis comes back and I still can't pick the Giants. Why are there so many idiots like me that don't get on board? Um, I think it's just because we don't have the, like the Dodgers, you got four MVPs on that team. And you got a staff filled with, you know, Cy Young winners, a couple of them. And, and then you look at the Padres, they got Tatis and, and those guys and, and Machado. Like, I get it. I get I understand why. But I think there's more to like we are we try to do like the next man up. Like that's that's our motto. And it seems like, I mean, we just sent a guy down who was hitting threes. 50 or 330 Luis Gonzalez um and it was like Tommy was coming back and you know Tommy's an it's just the way we kind of do things like a guy comes up he does his job and it's 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 really cool to um to see that and honestly analytically and like stuff like that we are very like our pitching staff does very very well um we do um see a lot of pitches as as a team we get a lot of home runs like we there's we do a lot of good stuff we just don't have the necessarily the the guy who hits 40 home runs we have the guys who we have five guys who hit 15 or 20 right you don't have Um, the sexiness factor i guess is what it is and you guys are perfectly fine with that but if you think about it you know you look at the kind of the way the dodgers are um made up a lot of those guys were like that Um, yeah it's true that guys that maybe got called up a little later than found their swing or there was a little tweak that needed to be made and they turned into the Max Muncie or Justin Turner. Like there's, it's, it's not far off. We're just maybe not the household names um, yet. If that makes sense. Does. It does. Don't give me the cliche answer here. Do you guys hate the Dodgers or do you respect them? Uh, it's more of a res- respect thing, um, at least for me. Uh, I think we love playing them and like we love competing against them because it's. I mean, I think they're they're the best of the best. Um, there's no doubt about that. And we we like being the underdog that goes into. I know we didn't win the first two that we played there, but last year, you know, we came in. There was one series. I think we won three out of four that we weren't supposed to win. There was one series we played um at home and we threw two bullpen games and took two out of three from them like it's it's fun to beat them um and i think like i said there's more of like a respect thing like i know as a giants player you like want to hate like you're kind of taught to hate the the dodgers but like all their guys are nice guys and like 
so like I've gotten to, I, I got to know Walker this off season. Like he's a great dude. Uh, there's a couple of old teammates on that team, Tyler Anderson. Um, and like, you want to hate these guys, but they're actually like really nice guys. So it's more of a respect thing, but like on the field, obviously like, you want to kick your ass. Beat you every, I'm going to try to kick your ass every single time. Cool. Um, and they probably think the exact same with us. So it's, I love uh, that. I, guess, I think that's like the more of a respect type of thing. I'm a big fan of that rivalry. I think it's awesome. Um, we're going to spin the wheel of moderately interesting things, get you on your way. Don't worry. These aren't very tough questions. I'm not that smart, as you can tell. Opening wage. This is good. What was your first ever job? Ooh, I worked, uh, there's a place called Extra Innings in Rockland or Roseville. It's like a batting cage place. They, so I, I was the guy that would go, anytime someone was done with the cage, I'd go pick up the baseballs in the cage. Cause that was, that was my first one. Not bad. Yep. And then I think I did it at the exact same time, actually. So there's a second one. I didn't have two jobs. It was obviously I'll, I'll, some days I worked, some days still in high school, but uh, Mr. Pickle Sandwich uh, Shop. Uh, I was the guy who would clean up. I'd clean the toilets. And, uh, every once in a while, though, they're, I think they, they got known for their cookies, and I got to put the cookies in there. Pre-made you, cookies. They weren't. They were, I think, I think they might have been Toll House cookies. They weren't anything special, but <laughs> I got to put the cookies in. I got so to you put took the them out of, that, out of that disgusting tube that we all have to squeeze the Toll House thing out yeah. of. Yeah. And you sold them as your own. You're like, yes, they're Mr. Pickles cookies. I cannot tell you the recipe. I cannot. <laughs> then sworn to secrecy for the $8.85 I'm going to make over the next hour. <laughs> Mr. <great>. Pickles. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, listen, dude. It was great um, getting to know you over the last couple of weeks. Uh, continued success. Obviously, this whole NL West thing is going to be an amazing five-month drama to play out. Yeah. Be a lot it's gonna fun. be just like uh, it'll be just like that. It'll it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's always it's always fun. So from here on out, you know, whenever the Browns play the Raiders, which they they don't next year, but they will in the future, we'll have to talk shit. And then when the Cavs and Kings exchange pleasantries twice a year, if not in the next year NBA Finals, then I'll be I'll, don't you know don't be surprised when you look down at your phone and there's a shit talking text from Chris Rose. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> all right, man. This was a lot of fun. Tell all those guys in the clubhouse hi, and do not forget to tell Gabe Kapler he's dead wrong about the whole mustache beard thing. Okay. I'll let him know. Awesome. For our outstanding producer, Robbie Scirocco, and Giants pitcher, Logan Webb, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.